0: Welcome back to the Live to Get Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day. If you're driving, eating, talking, doesn't matter. I hope you enjoy this <laughs> podcast. This is prime, grade A, 100% free range podcast. Mm, cage free. Cage free. Cage. No all MSG. natural. Yep. Dude. We're ready to do this. Really this, is, yes, <laughs> this is the final episode, people. And uh, I'm joined with Evan and Courtney. How are we doing today?
1: Dude, yeah. doing good.
2: Doing all right.
0: Yeah. Another day. Another day. Another pod. Another day for making that money. Money, <laughs> money,
2: money.
0: <laughs> Said never by a pastor. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. There are some. Yes, there are some, for sure. There are sure. some. Uh, how are you guys doing? Um, Great. I mean,
1: the weather is finally changing. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the weather. There's the Might the weather. as well. It's been a theme. It's been our, our season's theme is yeah. the weather. But you know what? I think it's because... The weather's changing so much right now. We're coming out of winter into spring, and so it's like literally just beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're embracing every sunny day.
2: It's been a long haul. It feels like, yeah. No doubt. I finally was out on the golf course yesterday. Nice, and it was nice out. Like I was in a sleeveless shirt, and that's exciting. And mm. it seems promising.
0: Did you hear angelic like music? I did the yeah. whole round. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. How'd you it play? Was amazing.
2: Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did all right.
0: Did you stretch?
2: i did actually (laughs) yes i even went and hit a bucket of balls prior to playing (laughs) gotta loosen up yeah (laughs) yeah i'm feeling it today honestly it's really funny yeah any birdies i haven't used no i missed uh three chances yeah (laughs) a little bitter it's early in the season though Mm
1: -hmm. that's what they all say
2: yeah i'll be on the tour by the end of the season nice positive Great. yeah
1: you can be our sponsor for the pop.
2: great do you want to be my caddy
0: Mm. Ooh, that'd be hilarious. Do I get a <laughs> golf cart? <laughs> Might be one of those caddies. Hold up. If Evan was your caddy, he would mess with every golfer. Oh, it would yeah. be. <laughs> You're yeah. talking smack. Yeah. Well, I feel did like- you uh, some
1: tournament that recently happened, I don't know, but like the caddy the the uh player, the golfer asked for like a 3 or a 5 or something, the caddy gave him a 4, like just yeah. one off and Sure enough, he overshot it by like 30 yards or whatever, <laughs> and he just looked at his caddy once he realized the club that he had. Yes, I saw that, that too. is me. That's yeah. what I would do. I had that Ask exact same thought. <laughs> yeah. Evan would
2: purposely do that. It wouldn't even be a mistake. It would be, hey, can I have a five? And he gives me like an eight. Oh, that yeah. went 20 yards.
0: <laughs> it looked really high. <laughs> <laughs> you Give her those suck. golf balls that explode when you hit them. Those are so loud. I've seen videos where people like take cover. <laughs> Uh, it'd be wow. awesome. Yeah, oh, you should consider it.
2: Yeah, I will. For sure. If I make the tour, Evan, you'll be on my caddy list.
1: Only if there's a golf cart. I ain't walking All those right. 18 holes.
2: All right. We'll be the one couple out there with a actual golf cart. And with a caddy people will be jealous. Then. Yeah, they will. What about, a, oh, what if you did a Segway?
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> or like a one drive. wheel. I oh. guarantee I'll wipe out. But would you, would you give that a go? Yeah. Anything to make me not walk 18 holes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Has anyone flipped a person out of the cart while mm-hmm. they're driving? Uh, I have fallen, fallen out of a golf cart. How did that happen? Uh, Someone, I, I thought it was you. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was you, Nate. <laughs> you were driving the golf cart and you like whipped it, like did a tail whip thing. And I like just kind of tumbled out, but I caught myself. Oh, because I I also. But the
0: cart didn't flip on us. I just kind of tumbled out. I sent my sister as well. Yeah, Uh, we were golfing and I turned hard. (laughs) You're flying. (laughs) Uh, I have been thrown from a cart. Yes,
2: (laughs) (laughs) my (laughs) sister-in-law threw me out of the cart. That's half of golfing. Pretty sure when I golfed with you guys before, you didn't go out of the cart, Evan. But Nate was driving, and they did like a full 360 maybe 2 oh, yeah. 360s. Oh, yeah, like yeah. you guys spun i thought for so, sure it was going down
0: if the if the grass is wet and you got a fairway man you can do some spins yeah, yeah. Uh, some donuts theoretically hypothetically theoretically. we are none of this happened this
2: yeah this was on that video game you we played are proper right proper golfers yeah it was a video game GTA.
0: fantasy no. i have a little uh, yeah lead foot that's all uh so today is our last Episode. So sad. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. All eight of you now, I think, right? Mm. Eight listeners. Man. Hey, more and more people are coming up and, and saying that they're listening, they enjoy it, they 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 look forward all those types of things. So Great. this is this is awesome. I like to poke fun. So <laughs> the uh, point of the last episode, we wanted to start off with just talking about maybe some favorite moments over this last season. So does anything stick out as we've had conversations? I think first form foremost for me was it was just fun to have the freedom to kind of pick and choose what we wanted to talk about, and we each took turns doing that. I thought that was different. We hadn't done that before. And I thought that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. I loved
1: uh, that the the theme of the season wasn't one particular thing. So it gave us more freedom to just tackle whatever was happening at that time. Like I think of the Revivals and Steeples episode Uh that was happening right then and there. And we just kind of spoke into it, gave our uh, our thoughts on that. So that was awesome. But I love when we have a guest. It just brings a different dynamic. And so we had Tim and Amy and Kirk and Ashley, uh, but this is a fun behind-the-scenes story about the episode with
0: Kirk. It's the Fear Which and Courage episode. It's is a highlight. We would have yes. to say probably one of our all-favorite moments. It was yes. It, was, it was awesome. And Courtney wasn't here for I it. wasn't here, but
2: still in my top five for sure. Oh, uh, it was
1: great. Well, well, Courtney couldn't be there for the recording that day. And so uh, we kind of, Nate and I surprised Kirk that morning. We're like, hey, you want to be on the podcast <laughs> with us? And he was like, uh, sure. What are we talking about and uh, uh, I think it was my yeah it was my topic that day, and I just said fear. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about fear, and he was like, "Okay, yeah." Uh, Kirk really, really like to to make himself. Feel prepared and like ready to to share his his uh, thoughts on stuff. He likes to prepare, and so he had mm-hmm. very brief moment to prepare <laughs> just before the the podcast. Versus some of us, we um we we had time to think about it, or we like more of the surprise. It's just how we operate, and so he quick whipped together like a page of notes for himself for this podcast. And as we're working through the podcast, Nate and I realize he hasn't referenced his notes once, not once. And (laughs) we get done with the podcast. Uh, We, we cut the recording and Kirk turns to Nate and I immediately. And he goes, I thought we were talking about fear of the Lord. So all of my notes are on what it means to fear the Lord. And he had notes. Amazing. He had some verses yeah. all ready to go. He was So he, he killed that uh, yeah. podcast without even being prepared for well, that's it. So, so good. That was just a funny behind the scenes moment. Yeah. I loved that.
2: It's, as you were talking, that made me think too of when we had Amy on, uh, the behind the scenes of that one too was we were sitting in the room where we record and we happened to see Amy walk in and, like I, made, I think I made the comment of like, oh, we should get her on the podcast. Yeah. If you know Amy, she's been very clear. <laughs> like when we hired her, I will take the job, never put, give me a microphone. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that was a stipulation. So I'm totally joking around and Evan's like, well, let's go ask her. So he's <laughs> like, Amy, want to do the podcast? And she was like, yes. And so that's how um, Amy, like, I mean, we were sitting down getting ready to record. And yep. so she had two seconds of prep and killed it. Like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was, that so was so fun, fun. Yeah.
1: listening to her, especially because like you said, she doesn't want the microphone right. so we don't was, get to hear I was from her
2: shocked like mm-hmm. for a real shocked when she awesome. said yes and
0: she's uh, incredibly wise she absolutely you know is. so like there's a lot of wisdom in Amy that you may not know up front <laughs> just mm-hmm. because she's more quiet right so the fact that she sat in here and was recorded was awesome yeah. I think that was a miracle we had a miracle this we year. did <laughs> you <laughs> yep. all witnessed yep. a miracle <laughs> Probably won't ever happen again. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know if Amy will get it. And now that we're giving her attention again. on the <laughs> yeah.
2: podcast, for sure not.
0: <laughs> when we're recording, she stays far away. Anything else stick out from this year? What what did you guys enjoy talking about? Uh, mm. or did you black out?
2: I was going to say, I th- when originally I was like, I I'm think done. I blacked it out. I don't know. Uh, sometimes people are like, oh, when you said this or this on the podcast, I'm like, I did? like uh, I, Good to know. I, I recorded, then I forget until I go back and listen to it. so um, no, I think
0: one I, thing for me that stood out uh, was legalism. No matter what kind of topic yeah. we talked about, it kind of came back to legalism. And you could tell there's a lot of energy around that right now in a good way in the sense that we don't want that for ourselves and we don't want that for the church. And we're kind of recovering from legalism being legalistic in many ways, just from our Christian worldview. And so I think that has a lot of um, substance today. And I think it rings clear or rings true for a lot of people that are listening. And so I I don't know, I just feel like that's something that has, we've come back to in a lot of different ways uh, for good reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's
1: absolutely cultural right now. For years, people have been saying that we're in a a very long process of the church shifting. There's this like theory that about every 500 years we see a major shift in the church. And right now we're at another 500, Mm -hmm. uh, period mark. The last one was the great reformation. And so people have been for the last 10, 15 years saying like, Hey, we, we might see this big shift that we feel. And, and and part of me wonders if that's it right now, this movement Mm -hmm. around legalism uh, this movement of actually taking Jesus seriously for his words um, and deconstruction. I'm wondering if that's kind of one of these the the building blocks of what's happening that's gonna mm-hmm. or whatever that's going to launch the church into the next. 500 years so yeah i don't know
0: That's do you remember like point. 10 years ago i think it was around 10 years ago maybe maybe even a little bit longer but there was a big topic and discussion they thought it was going to be the big thing was post-modernity yeah, yeah. yeah. everything yeah. everybody was talking about it and even shaped kind of our literature at the time but um it became more of a um a pause It was more of a stopping from everything instead of like really having something new. It was kind of interesting the way it worked. Mm -hmm. But people really thought post-modernity was it. (laughs) It was going to be the big thing. Phyllis Tickle. Oh, yeah. She was a big one with that. Yeah. Yeah. She was incredible. She Mm was. Yeah. I really thought there was going to be a lot more with it, but it felt like more of a stop. It was a we're breaking off from things. And now it feels like it's more of we're discovering what's causing why we need to refocus, mm-hmm. and I think one of that is obviously legalism, the main culprit yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, it's like a reset right now. Yeah, it really and is. I, I'm for it. Like yeah. it feels good. Like that we're
1: stripping things away and saying no. Let's get back to the foundation of the Bible and what it is pointing to, and I love that. And I'm seeing more and more people embrace it.
0: Oh yeah! Another cool. highlight for me this last uh, over this last season was. Um, uh, the conversation that we tend to kind of go back to, we gravitate towards uh, for some reason, dead animals.
2: Yes, <laughs> I had the same uh, thought, yeah. Nate. I was going to yeah. bring that up. Uh, I'm sorry, no, I didn't mean the same. It's fine. Theme. It's fine. But I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: And we know we have a, a valuable like listener who loves when you talk about dead animals. Uh, her <laughs> name's Ashley <laughs> Berger. Um, she is for that. She yeah. always says, "When are you going to talk more? You know about." Um,
2: Animals. And when we have an episode where we don't talk about it, she's always like, You didn't talk yeah. about it. And she's so <laughs> sad. When she says it.
0: <laughs> she's turning off the podcast. Yes, she's right done. <laughs> We've lost a listener, guys.
2: <laughs> but you know what? It is part of
1: life. It you is. happen upon it. Yes. And mm-hmm. you got to make the best of every
0: moment. And sometimes that's with humor. So, yeah. Sometimes you got to roll with the punches. How we avoid mm-hmm. pain. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else stand out? Um, uh, I loved, we put out a
1: a survey asking for just our audience's thoughts on the podcasts and, and topics. And so that was just really cool to, uh, get responses from them and be able to speak into some of those topics that they're directly asking for. And so we didn't hit them all. We there's still some that we didn't get to. Um, there's still some that we're trying to figure out how to speak into and address Mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. And so we're going to keep on asking for more topics in the future. I'm sure of it because that's been so helpful. Um, Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I liked the the episode too on uh, the Mandela effect that Mm -hmm. we did just a few weeks ago with Evan. Yeah. That's the part I was kind of, I found myself thinking about it more too of like, Oh, has there been other things in the Bible or different things of just Christianity in general that I've, Mandela affected on myself. Is that the right way to say that? I yes, don't even know. Yep. Okay. Sounds Thanks, good. Mandela. going with it. Thanks, Mandela. <laughs> way to stay alive. Uh yeah, anyway. Uh <laughs> yeah, that was it. was just interesting. I don't know. It was a cool topic. It was different. Yeah. Creative.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I tried doing a bunch of research prior to that to see what all Mandela effects and stuff are in the Bible. Um yeah. and uh yeah, that was fun. There's a ton more that I wasn't even close to touching just because there's so many, but... Yeah. And a lot of it's
0: just misunderstanding.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I think it's one of
0: those ideas, though, that brings out such a good idea that you can apply it to so many things. Yeah. And that's how you know you have a good idea when it's kind of like all over it. So it's really good. So I think it kept people's attention, too, in the sense of how to think through things or recap what we have learned. You know, like yeah. it, it, that's where we're at. So I thought that was a good timing for it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we pushed people this season, too,
0: honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, in hopefully some good ways, hopefully some authentic ways uh even if we disagree on things or uh are wrong i don't know like we 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 take the pressure off and say let's still work through this like let's yeah. still talk about it let's let i like we still need to discuss these things openly whether we're right or wrong because it's still things that people are wrestling through themselves and stuff and so yeah. i'm certain we pushed our audience this season and it was some of well a lot of it uh was intentional like mm-hmm. we wanted to push ourselves too and create a uh ah, not that we're trying to be different or the best or anything like that, but just we wanted to do a podcast where we would take risks where we would yeah. try to just be more vulnerable and more authentic uh for for our audience so that way they know
0: they're not alone mm-hmm. when we we wrestled through a couple of times too, even thinking about should we bring up a political thing. Yeah. You know, um, and I like the fact that we're at least thinking along that. Who knows if we will in the future, right? And I'm not saying that, but I'm saying in the sense that we should be able to talk about things and without having to worry about an agenda. You know, yeah. yes. and it's hard to talk about politics without having an agenda, and so that's why we're trying to stay away from those types of maybe um, uh, extremes. But we should be able to p- talk about more things, and I think this is the platform, and that's one thing I'm, I'm really grateful. Uh, Uh, just for the faith church, allowing us to have this uh, venue in the sense of like this space where we can talk through kind of where we're at uh, or closer to maybe where we're at. Because that's always hard too, as a pastor, do we really show where where we're thinking through or wrestling with things? Because it's not like we want to be ahead of those things, but we also want to wrestle with it. And when we wrestle with it, it may not look pretty at the time, you know, it may not be clean cut or all uh, organized. And so that's the hard part with life. And so- to expose a little bit more of that, I think is always a good thing. Yeah,
2: I absolutely love that about Faith Church in general and like our, our staff, I think as a whole, we value authenticity and do try to strive for it. Like we push each other in it even. Um, but I love that Faith Church has created space for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking through some of the, Things that I even said in the podcast looking back or just uh, places that I went and even topics I was considering going into and different things where it was like, wow, I can't believe I'm even thinking that I could open up about some of this stuff. Mm. That's still a newish thing for me. Yeah. And so I would really appreciate the culture that we have here where we can just share thoughts or even just throw something out on the table and be like, This is just me thinking and go Mm -hmm. like, what are your thoughts? Feed into that, like tear it apart, help it grow, whatever that looks like. I absolutely love that. That's a place. This is a place to do that. And here at the table, at the podcast, but also at the church as a whole. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the funny thing is, is it's not a new thing. It's an ancient thing to wrestle with God. It's scriptural. It's, it's all over the Psalms. Jacob quite literally wrestled with God and walked away with a limp and built an altar. Like these are good things to do. This is part of faith. The uh, talking of through the hard things, disagreeing, you know, like this is how we do it. Uh, yeah. I
0: disagree with you.
1: Thank you.
0: I need it. Thank you. Thank you. I received it. And we move on. <laughs> I disagree with your disagreement, but thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Uh, I want to give credit to Kirk too, because I, I've worked with a couple mm-hmm. of different senior pastors and I've had good situations. I've had bad <laughs> situations, but with Kirk, like he came on a podcast, he outed his OCD. And he, <laughs> yeah, and he, was, he like did. totally yeah. comfortable with that, yeah. which is awesome. And so like his leadership, feeding into this, allowing us to have that space to do that. I really appreciate that because not many uh, lead pastors can make fun of themselves or even have like humor around themselves or take themselves way too seriously, you know? And I feel like Kirk definitely uh, does a great job with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's top down. I think it feeds into the rest of the
1: staff and into our volunteers and yeah. Uh awesome.
0: before we change into a topic, uh, because I do have uh one topic to kind of conclude with uh the season, uh, anything we're planning on doing for the summer. Yeah, so we uh we got some fun stuff.
1: Uh this summer we won't have an actual new season coming out. But what a lot of, of our listeners may not know is we uh have been doing this podcast for actually many years. But we took some decent breaks and then we changed the name of the podcast and create. So all of our previous podcasts are not on this podcast. I don't know if any of this is making (laughs) sense. Like we have three seasons, but we have seasons before these three seasons. So uh, what we're going to do this summer is we're going to re-release our Enneagram uh, podcast series. So So you're opening the vault? We're opening the vault. So even though this summer we would normally just be off with no podcast, you're still going to be getting a weekly drop for, I think it's like 10 weeks or maybe 11 weeks, uh, 11 episodes. I can't remember. Uh, but we did a, a, a whole season on the Enneagram personality test and how that, uh, feeds into discipleship and just our walk with God. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's about, I don't know, two, three years old this season. Uh,
0: Four years
2: old? I think three or four. Four before, years old. Holy Before man. me, I've been this here two and a crazy. half years. You were on it though, so it's got to be in that. I was on
0: it. I was trying to think. I'm yeah. On it. I,
2: yeah. I yeah. Yeah, yeah. you were helping host.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, you were here through all that. So, yeah. And it's Nate and I, and we interview different, uh, we interview ourselves. We interview oh, different right. staff members about their totally personality right. uh, types. And we hope that you, uh, yeah, receive that, those episodes. And honestly, if you haven't... D- uh, dove into the the Enneagram. It is incredible. Can you give them a, a brief yeah.
0: thing on it? Well, it's one thing we focused on, obviously, as a church several years ago, which has spilled over to everything we kind of do, which that's kind of the neat thing about Enneagram. Enneagram is a personality test that's been around for a long, long time. And in the 70s, I think it was Richard Rohr, uh, Franciscan priest, I think, um, he kind of adapted it to a spiritual formation side of things. And that's where it kind of took off for the church, in some ways, and then it really, obviously, um, picked up more um, steam with Ian Cron now, um, and and he's he's wrote uh, more books on it too. But basically, it's just nine numbers that we we gra- we have all nine numbers in us but we gravitate towards one uh, or two um, primarily and it's kind of what motivates us. And so we get to learn a lot more about us. Mm -hmm. It is complicated at times with the Enneagram, just like anything else, there's a lot to it. Um, But it really emphasized more on kind of what we struggle with, um, where we kind of, what motivates us, what's inspiring us. And then like kind of the shadow side of life, uh, the darker side. It's it's kind of revealing in the sense, I feel like once you kind of know your number and you read through it, it's almost mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. that is me. And I yeah. mean it like in an yeah. O oh because it's like more like I see both sides, the good yeah. and the bad pretty yeah. clearly. It, it does a great job of really calling out kind of who you are and it's pretty revealing. So, and a lot of times you got to be pretty comfortable with, with just talking that through and understanding it. But I have found it being very helpful for life groups And it's also um, there's plenty of books on it now, too, where people are adapting it into leadership, business side of things, all kinds of really cool stuff. But it's a great resource. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Enneagram was something that I knew nothing about until I came here. And actually, when I interviewed here, so a little over two and a half years ago, I think one of the first questions was like, what's your Enneagram number? And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, Which apparently Evan was supposed to send to me about Enneagram (laughs) beforehand and that fell through the cracks. <laughs> Evan. Uh, it happens. Uh, yeah, I made up a number. I don't know. I was like 22. Uh,
1: <laughs> still hired you. Still did. I'm
2: not sure why. Uh, but I do remember I actually went back and I found those podcasts uh, and I listened to them. And that was super helpful for me as a beginning stage of learning about the Enneagram. That's cool. Uh, to hear people who are whatever the personality type was for you guys to sit and just talk with them about it and kind of hear like an actual... Person who understands themselves uh, talk about each number. And so that was for me a starting point in the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Now I'm deep in it and all the convolution that comes with it, but it's great. It's hard
0: not to talk about it, it once really you're kind is. of there yeah. and you've kind of bought into it and you're like, oh, I see this. I see yeah. that. I'm a four or five, whatever. And you say those numbers and people are like, what are yeah. those numbers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, oh, funny.
1: Funny. Yeah. so yeah, that's coming out this summer and you may hear random references to like, oh, this Sunday we talked about, keep in mind as you're listening, it is old. <laughs> so old. if you hear, I don't even know if we shared like this event is coming up and oh, then sure. people show up oh, and there's no event. A good point. Just be cautious as you're listening. Know that it's old episodes. And there'll be other staff members awesome that we
0: haven't
2: yes. heard
1: from. So. Yeah. Yeah. Staff, former staff members are on there and yeah. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. It'll be cool. So releasing those episodes. I think
2: also it's maybe good to point out it's all based around the book, The Road Back to You. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think we referenced that in the podcast as well. Like the book. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we ever really say the book. So that's what it is. If you're interested in following along on that, it's called The Road Back to You. Yeah.
0: That'll be fun. That'll be so we're releasing content even though we're not doing content. So it's awesome. I think it's a great idea. Uh, so to kind of wrap things up, I just thought what would it be like if we talked a little bit about rest? Uh, We talk about this a lot. We actually have staff. um, We we, um, budget time and and money and and space for people to take sabbaticals. Even on staff, we build that in. Um, We take rest really seriously here at Faith Church. So I thought, what would it look like if we talked a little bit about that as we close, as we wrap things up? Um, So to kind of just start it off, what has uh, like a Sabbath... Or rest, if you will, look like as you as you grew up in the church. Was that ever talked about? Did you ever see it on display? Um, and as I was thinking through this, um, we always kind of start back with like a past question or of the past. Um, I was thinking. Just about this question, and I can remember as a kid driving around uh, on a Sunday, because that was always the thing we'd do, we would do. I don't know if you guys would do, but like as a family, we'd drive around on Sundays. <laughs> it was kind of like the Sunday yeah. drive, man. You just looked at stuff. Nothing else but to do back Exactly, because <laughs> <laughs> things closed down on Sundays. Like yeah. There was a lot of things that stopped oh, yeah. on Sundays to take rest or to have a Sabbath, and I don't even know if they knew they were doing that, but a lot of people did. I can remember, though, my family, as we were driving, if someone was mowing their lawn, they would take they would bring that out and be like why are they mowing their lawn on a sunday mm. it was a big deal mm-hmm. not even to mow your lawn so there was there was more of an emphasis on rest but it was like you had to check the box and you had to do it in a certain way and it wasn't truly <laughs> it didn't seem very restful mm-hmm. um other than it was a lot of family time for me on sunday so we would go to uh my grandpa's uh house we would have popcorn ice cream which check all the boxes there there's popcorn and ice cream i'm all in and we'd watch races and uh hee haw back in the day when i was a kid so it was like yeah Mm -hmm. it was like a fun sunday in the sense that we didn't do much but we were together Mm -hmm. and so that was cool but there was also other sides like you could not do this you could not do that i remember that a lot but what was it like for you guys
2: yeah it was very similar for me um we always had sunday morning sunday night church at that point and uh, yes, totally. that was also a little confusing for me to be honest. Cause I remember I was playing at a friend's house on a Sunday. I mean, I was probably seven or eight and I was like, Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go back to church. And the mom was like, what? Like, didn't you already do that this morning? And I was like, well, yeah, but we go, she's like, Whoa, that's a lot of church. Um, which was funny though. Like looking back too, I'm like, yeah. Cause in the moment I think I was even like, yeah, it really is." <laughs> um, like how is that rest? You know, like it's that mm-hmm. like you get a three hour, four hour downtime, and then you're right back at it again, uh, which is fine, and that's what the structure was. But it's just an interesting. I was like, yeah, we were always like, oh, we got four hours rest, rest hard and fast, and then go back. <laughs> like, hurry up, rest. <laughs> now, now you got the like Sunday morning again. Get in the car. Get this. Get that. Like, <laughs> always yelling. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally. So tense. Um, but no, where I grew up, literally, uh not the town that i was in but the neighboring town had an t- ordinance that you cannot mow your lawn on Jeez. sundays it was against the law hmm. to mow your lawn on sundays like every i mean it was crazy like things did shut down um it was an interesting yeah so there was in that regard like more family time sports were not i sports were not oh, a yeah. thing on sundays totally. uh, that was something that uh i was in all the sports and doing all the things but sundays were Sacred, sacred. That you could do anything. No I remember bad. I did one soccer tournament on a Sunday morning, one, and I was doing travel soccer, and just the one Sunday night felt wrong. Like it was a, <laughs> oh, like it God. was this series of like, oh my gosh, it's a Sunday. Like mm-hmm. I'm playing soccer on a Sunday morning, and then went to a movie afterwards, and I was like, this just feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so many levels. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: that's funny. You did get hit by lightning. So I didn't.
2: I'm still here, so that's good.
0: Shocking.
1: (laughs) 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 One person laughed. Okay. In the audience, the listeners. Um, yeah, my experience was the exact opposite as you guys. Uh, like I've shared before, we, we just played Sunday church. Like we didn't actually participate. Like we, we pretended to be kind of like good Christians and stuff like that growing up. And so, I mean, we, yeah, we went to church on Sundays, most Sundays, but then, man, we went home and, like, nothing was different. Like, every day was every day. We Like, I knew what the Sabbath was, but even when uh, my parents would talk about it, it was an old-timey thing. Like, we don't do that anymore, like, that type of mm-hmm.
0: stuff. So, yeah, we didn't, we didn't celebrate Chick-fil-A Day, as I yeah, like to call my Sabbath. When, uh, do, when do you remember the first time you kind of, like, encountered Sabbath for, the, for, for, you, for you, like, and realized yeah. more about rest, I would say
1: I continued to think that the Sabbath was just an old-timey rule that we don't follow or even look at anymore until college at least. Yeah, I would say probably going to Cornerstone and going through my studies there, I would say that's probably where I began to actually understand what the Sabbath was. It actually wasn't even about a rule originally. It was about literal divine rest. Mm -hmm. And um, Yeah, so yeah. I I did a one hundred eighty in the
0: whole Sabbath area,
1: but yeah, growing up, no, that never existed. We never yeah, thought man. about it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, if anyone's confused around why we keep saying rest and Sabbath, it's because it was a modeled for us. Um, the seventh day, God rested, and that's kind of like the whole rhythm for us. One day a week, we're supposed to rest, and it's really hard for us. I remember uh, we lived uh, a little, a uh, little bit of time in the Quad Cities, and for some reason, the Quad Cities, it seemed like everybody was really focused on work ethic. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a lot of farmers; it was a very agricultural mm-hmm. uh, place. But when I got there, I just remember. Everyone was bragging about how much they worked. <laughs> it was like oh. the biggest thing. It was like I work this many hours, this many. I mean, everybody was, was just like bragging about how much they worked, and it was it was a lot of pressure. Then you felt like in that environment, to be like, oh, I have to work just as much. I have to, <laughs> I have to do. And it's like it's a com, like more of a competition. And instead, God, the person who has all the energy, who has created energy, um, took a rest one day, which is crazy to think about. Obviously, God did not need to rest, but was a model for us. And so that's the part where when you brought up, Evan, the divine rest, it's more about uh, this is exactly what we need instead of what we're supposed to do. You know, when we start to Mm -hmm. break that down, I remember doing a lot of studying in the Jewish side of things, because obviously it comes more from the Jewish tradition of Sabbath and um there was even, um, I would say, more legalism in the side of how you do Sabbath rest. Yeah, certainly. You know, and so that's also hard when you start opening up this box to rest. It's like, okay, I have to not do these things, and then it gets a little complicated yeah, there too. Yeah. And so I don't know. What have you guys have experienced with this? How has it worked for you? Have you found a good rhythm for rest?
2: I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I I've not asking. found a good rhythm. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I I grew up, you know, hearing about the Sabbath, but I never associated it much with rest. Mm-hmm. It was just more of like the Sabbath is like a Sunday. Uh, it wasn't Sabbath is a time where we rest and we just recover and just whatever that is, what it looks like. Um, so that's something that it, I was older. I mean, probably my late 20s before I started to realize like, oh, this is like a rest thing. Um, but then again, it's not quite so easy for uh, somebody who's employed by the church uh, to Absolutely. take a day off on a Sunday because uh, yes. it's the designated cultural day, right? Mm-hmm. Is Sunday. I think um, originally it was Saturday, right? It it's was, like, yeah. yeah, yep. But for yep, America, for it's us, everybody's it's Sunday. Sundays. Um, America. America. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that was something I always I struggled with because I've been in ministry since I was 21. So it's been this how do you take rest and take a day when nobody else is, you're on a different schedule than everyone else. Um, and so, and I'm a people pleaser. So people always need things on days that were supposed to be my days off of purposely having rest. So um, it still is a journey for me, but I have tried to get better at it as far as like, even just listening to my body too. And being like, oh, I am tired. Like I've been running too hard, too much. Yeah. And I need to take, I need to designate time. Um and then when I do that, it's amazing, really, honestly, like the recovery and the like just letting down and just uh, having the time. And it's not even always that I am making an intentional time to get away with God. There's are those moments for sure. Um, but just I will go sit outside when it's nice out in the middle of winter. It's rough. Um, but <laughs> if it's nice, like me just sitting outside and I might even take just an hour and just sit outside and like just decompress. And there's almost something holy about it. Um, just I think it is holy. It is holy, yeah. yeah. And that's I, I will say, too, I did hear a sermon or a clip. I don't know what it was. This was probably five, six years ago. Um, was it a real Facebook It might have been reel? a have Facebook okay. reel, yeah. <laughs> I think Kirk might have showed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was actually, it was Matt Chandler. Um, but he had talked about, he was talking about this idea of rest and, mm-hmm. um, and he said rest, and it might have even been sleeping in general, was like the, one of the most holy things that a human can do. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, what? And then I started thinking about it, I'm like, oh, my word. Like, that makes sense. And that sits well with me because I am a mover and I am oh. a doer. <laughs> like, I don't sit well mm-hmm. at all. Um, but then when I make myself sit and rest and have it with that idea of I'm having a Sabbath moment, uh, it's so healing and so rejuvenating by the end of it. Yeah. So long answer. I love it work in progress. it's good
1: yeah I'd say uh, pretty similar in that like I don't have a set rhythm I probably should I could get better at those things uh, but callback I'm an Enneagram five
0: and mm. uh, the investigator, the observer uh, all those titles uh, well we can we can probably disclose the true side of that Evan you're actually the only four on staff Oh, yeah. right yeah. secretly a four yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: I feel bad for people who don't know what we're talking
1: about, but hey, you will this summer. Yeah, you will. Um, But no, so, so Enneagram fives are, uh, hyper aware of their energy. And so I can easily connect my energy to like Sabbath when I need it, what fills those buckets, what uh, makes me feel rested. Um, so like, I would say like, I'm hyper aware of, uh, Certain times that I take a Sabbath, (laughs) I guess I'll (laughs) phrase it that way. Um, And when I need it, but I'm not good at getting a set rhythm. So that way it's just natural for me to enter into a Sabbath on every Friday or whatever it might be. So you're
0: hyper aware of when you need it? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I I can
1: feel like, okay, yeah, tomorrow I'm gonna need like a big day to just reenergize myself and rest and or whatever that is. in afternoon. Like, like, yeah, like fives are known for budgeting their energy. So, like, that's why, like, I know, like, how to conserve it, when to replenish it, all those things. Like, I'm hyper aware of that. So, I can connect that to Sabbath pretty easily. But again, like Courtney, I need I need better rhythm. I need to actually. Um. yeah, be be better with boundaries and not for the sake of getting it right, but just because I know that can lead to a healthier rest time for yeah. me. Like it's better for me to to be more purposeful in my rest.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was funny as, as you were talking, Evan, the I had that moment, like just last week, I think it was, where I was. I also can feel when I need like the rest, like my body is very like yelling at me, like you need to rest. And I had one of those moments where I was like, okay, tomorrow I have that day. I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna be home and have rest. And my husband had taken my daughter to a birthday party, and I was like laying in bed, and I was just kind like middle of the day, and I was just like, oh, okay, I'm not nowhere to go. And I was trying to like tell, like almost though, like work myself up to staying home and not doing anything, you know, like you be good, just stay home. Don't do anything. It's going to be good for you. You need this. No joke. Not even like five minutes later, somebody called me. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you doing? You want to go golf? Uh-huh. Son of a gun. Oh, <laughs> like,
0: That is resting. I know. So I
2: went <laughs> golfing and it ended up like hailing on us and all this stuff. But like, Oh, oh yeah. And I was going, Courtney, like you knew you <laughs> needed the rest uh-huh. and you went and did that. Cause that's where I, yeah, like I don't always listen. That's where I got to get better disciplined at, like, OK, when I feel that I need to actually engage it and sit in it instead of Ooh, what's the next fun thing or what's the what am I going to miss out on and letting that take over.
0: Yeah, I'm I, this is probably the worst area for me in my life is rest. Uh, I, I'm, I'm horrible. Uh, I feel like I have an abundance. I, I, I'm actually I get I'm, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. You'll f- figure this out in the, <laughs> in the summer <laughs> if you don't know it. But uh, I'm an enthusiast. Jeez, So I have to have something that I look forward to. I have to be enthusiastic, like something that brings enthusiasm in me. It's weird. I'm like a little kid when it comes to that stuff. But I am even addicted to the challenge if I go after something that I'm excited about. If I'm like dead tired... I I will push through just because mm-hmm. it's part of the experience. It's exciting. So I, no matter what, I won't even, I will force that feeling of tiredness out of my life <laughs> yep. in a heartbeat. Yep. You know, it's like he, mm. it, done. I've stiffed arm that, you know, yeah. like <laughs> no matter what. Um, and I'm really, I'm really, I'm really poor at that except for, I think what got my attention more was, uh, quarantine. When we went through that time, we were kind of forced to be home, be with the family. It was awesome. We had uh, all of our kids at home. I think it was for seven weeks. Um, And at first, it was really hard for me. When I first went home, it was like, oh, I have nothing to look forward to. And that's really hard for me. And then when I got there, I was like, wait a second, there's people. (laughs) So let's play. Let's have fun. So we had all these things set up. Like, uh, it was just... Yeah, nonstop. And um, I love that. And so that wasn't even rest. So I have to be careful. I have to be really intentional. So uh, one thing that caught my attention early on um, was the definition um, for discipleship. It sounds like a turn, but I'm going somewhere here with this, uh, connecting it uh, from Dallas Willard. Dallas Willard was asked, what's the definition for him uh, for discipleship? And he said, it's the ruthless elimination of hurry. That was his ruthless elimination of hurry, which when you hear that, you're like, Hurry? You would think sin. Yeah. You would think all those kind of things, but it's the state of being we're in when we are hurried is completely non-present. Mm. We're not in our own skin. We're not at all present for anybody. And so, for us to actually begin the process of how to actually figure out what rest looks like, what even God looks like in our own life, we have to stop being hurried. You know, and that's really one of the biggest enemies for us in rest. And so, I loved that definition, and it really helped me think through a lot of different things. Well, John Mark Comer, he's a pastor, he wrote a book uh, with that title, and I went through it with our life group, and man, it pushed so hard on this area of rest in a good way. Uh, it just expanded the thinking. Um, for example, one thing that I did in a practical level, uh, and this was just a couple of years ago, we went through this book. Um, he talked about the amount of notifications come through your phone. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. look at this. I love games. I love keeping my mind busy. I love doing all kinds of fun things. So I had, I would say, at least 60 different notifications coming at me in a day. Wow from 60 different apps. I didn't know any I didn't know any better. I just had all these things and I would just ignore it. I had no idea by seeing a notification it can definitely affect your thinking and and just the stress that you feel that day. So I stopped all notifications <laughs> on my phone. Uh, just just tried it and I was like this is awesome. This is great mm-hmm. like just the amount of things that come our way to distract us, okay. to take us out of the the game, you know? And so Uh, just that practical step of jumping into rest, rest is a lifestyle and it is a gift. And I had no idea the amount of energy you can get from it. Um, And I think to encourage people who are listening out there, there's a lot of people in tough situations right now, uh, depressed, um, stressed, whatever the case may be. But like in this sense, I think I was challenged recently um, uh, pointedly in this area saying it takes a lot of energy to be stuck. And that's the point where no matter what, we're expending energy in our life. And the energy side of things like a five is very hyper aware. I'm not, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but I can be, and it's good for us to be. And so it's like the amount of energy it takes to be stuck or the amount of energy it takes to be in rest is a big difference. Mm -hmm. And we use that energy no matter what. And there's energy being expended as long as we're not resting, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, that's the part where I had to really kind of understand and, and focus on. And it really helped. So. Any thoughts you guys thinking about as I share?
2: I I love that. I love the hurry thing. Uh, one thing that stood out to me as you were talking was you talked about being in the present. And for me, I'm also Ram mm-hmm. 7. I'm very future oriented. <laughs> everything is Absolutely. future. I've got 101 <laughs> different ways of how every scenario is going to play out in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is all future. And I have found like just in the last couple of years of trying, I'm still terrible at it, but trying to have moments where I purposely say, I'm going to sit in the present. And now that you said that, I was like, oh, that's the dots connecting the dots for me of like, that is when I experience rest is when I'm actually like, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay home today and I'm just going to sit and I'm just going to engage my family where they are right now. And that's it. No agenda. No like, oh, what are we going to do tomorrow? What are we going to like, oh, we're yeah, prepping for the next day. Just be. Yeah. And just enjoy the moment. Uh, I struggle with that because I'm always thinking ahead of what's next, how it's going to play out or what, what could I be doing instead, all this type of stuff. So for me, that when you said being in the present, I was like, oh, that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like that absolutely is something that I struggle with, but I find rest in the present.
0: Hmm.
1: No, I I love that definition. I love how counterintuitive it is like to connect hurry to discipleship. So man, that's awesome. I, uh, yeah, it just makes me think of obviously Sabbath and like, that's also Sabbath. Like a Sabbath is the ruthless elimination of hurry. It's the idea of slowing down and being present and being, um, Good with that presence, and and just it's a, it's almost like a fasting away from life mm-hmm. is what what it could be, but I, I also know Sabbath isn't again getting away from that legalism. Mm-hmm. Like people used to try to put it in a box and say yes. this is what a Sabbath is, and then they tried tripping up Jesus with it. You know, hey, how much is too much work? Oh, those guys are, you know, laying hands on somebody on the Sabbath, praying for them, like witnessing, like that's too much work and. Jesus is like, no, they're doing the Lord's work on the Lord's day, like bless them. So there's all these like in and outs of what, or I guess thoughts around what a Sabbath is, but ultimately I truly think it is like, it's, it's not just rest in the idea of you better sit there and do nothing, but what fills your buckets Mm. that's not dependent on I guess, in earthly matter, I, I might put it that way. Like, yeah. like, not that, like, so I would say, yeah. like, you can totally golf on the Sabbath. Like, yeah. I would totally say that you can You do a lot of things. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. And so I don't mean, like, earthly. I meant, like, if you think, like, a Sabbath is full of, you know, hey, we need to get drunk on the Sabbath, because that's how I, well, like, that's not a true Sabbath. Like, no, our Sabbath needs to be, like, do what fills you up, and do it intentionally with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like just be present, enjoy it, take in peace and joy in those moments. And that's that's divine right there for us. That's a gift. Um, so yeah, I love that that definition around both discipleship and what a Sabbath is is just slow down, mm-hmm. realize like you're not in charge. And that's a good thing <laughs> that 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 this the whole world isn't dependent on you getting things done. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's the core of it. It's realizing who is in charge as long as we're whatever we're doing we're focusing on the fact that we're not in control and that's the part I think letting go uh, the rest part is realizing I mean there's there's rest even in that idea if we understand that God is in control not us, it takes the pressure off us. Yeah. we can sit in that for a little bit you know and say okay it's not dependent on me. One, I remember one pastor pushing in, in this area saying it's uh, taking a day to not create taking a day to not no. create from your own creativity anything that you do and you stop and you recognize who is the Creator. you know And I like that kind of um, <clears throat> nuance to to the Sabbath and rest and discipleship. But it's like that state of being. It's like understanding that I could go to a playground and play with my kids and realize that is a gift where I'm not in control and we just get to um, uh, to play. you know yeah, And that's a part of like I think who mm-hmm. we really are. when we strip everything away, Uh, there's a lot of creativity, there's playfulness, there's compassion, you know, and when we are operating our normal mode of hurry, man, it's really hard to be that. Yeah. It's really hard. It's almost like the goal of the Sabbath is to
1: see how many times you can say God is so good. Mm -hmm. Like find those moments throughout that day where like, hey, you're golfing, you see the sun, boom, man, God is so good. Sabbath, like you hole, yeah. really hole in the playground. God is real good with that hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you're playing with your kids. Like, man, God is so good. It's like, man, invite God into those moments yeah. and man, you'll connect with a Sabbath pretty quick. Yeah.
2: That's true. I, I was just thinking of a moment that I had. It actually involved golf. We're talking about that a lot today. Uh, <laughs> this is the
1: golf channel. Golf Podcast. channel. Yeah. Golf's on the brain. It is. It's
2: nice <laughs> out. Have we talked about the weather yet? Uh, <laughs> but I. It was just last year. I was having like a really stressful time. I think it was probably preaching week because that makes sense in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. But I was over in that overwhelmed like, and I knew my body was about to shut down. I go 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 until my body is like, you're an idiot. Stop. Um, and. I actually went and golfed by myself, which was not easy for me. (laughs) Uh, That, again, is not fun in, like, my definition of it. Um, But I actually took my earbuds and put those in and listened to some podcasts. And I played, I think, 18. I walked it. And just had no rush no hurry nobody was pushing me on the course it was pretty open and it was like one of the most incredible experiences i've had i've only done it that one time because oh. i'm an enneagram seven mm-hmm. um but it really was that moment of like that was absolutely a sabbath experience for me now i've golfed other times where i would be like that was absolutely not a sabbath experience for me <laughs> right like so it's not i think about the actual yeah you're right you probably like, should have Sabbath. <laughs>
0: Usually it right. goes poorly. Right. I have a temper.
2: Yeah. It comes
1: out. But I lose
0: my salvation yeah. on the Sabbath yeah. every time I golf. Like, oh. Golfing and plumbing. If I have to do
2: those two things, it's <laughs> done. done. <laughs> <laughs> out. Uh, but yeah, I think it's not so much about like what you're doing or putting those rules or stipulations on like, mm-hmm. Oh, you can't mow your lawn. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's about the mindset and being in the moment. And I actually remember thinking like, man, God is good. Mm. multiple times during that time it was a beautiful day I was by myself and I was in the moment and wasn't thinking about what should I be doing instead of this or where where should I be going what what am I missing out on um yeah like if I could have that moment more frequently I probably need it I'm sure I do uh but how can I get better at that that's
1: great Mm which I love because that also connects to prayer. One of the best definitions I've heard of prayer is prayer is any moment you share with God when you invite him into those moments and you're then in communication, communion with him. Um, And it's like, yeah, it's like inviting God into golf and sharing that moment with him. That's prayer you know, first Thessalonians, something, something says, you know, pray Mm -hmm. continuously. Like, like that's, that's, that's almost like what the Sabbath is too. And there's a big movement right now with churches really like um I've heard of many churches like just taking Sundays off from yeah. church yeah. service. Big service
2: churches
1: too, yeah. To yeah. honor or help people recognize a Sabbath. And that's really cool. But and we've actually a faith church, we've done it, I think twice or something like that. Um, but uh but there's a, a, a also this pressure though when people hear that what, we're gonna take a Sunday off. Oh, we yeah. can do that. And yeah. it's like Okay, we're caught up in that hurry. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we still think that this thing only is trucking because we're meeting. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, nothing stands against the church. Like, yeah. we can rest even on a
0: Sunday to mm-hmm. practice <laughs> what, what, what Sabbath is. Yeah. We're constantly into what we need to do. You know, yeah, instead of just being, yeah. which is so hard to stop. Uh, I remember thinking of a story. Uh, this happened to me several years ago in Sturgis, um, coming out of Walmart. You know, oh. like all great things happen yeah, around Walmart. Absolutely. You know, the people <laughs> that go into Walmart, amazing. I love Walmart. <laughs> a lot of mullets. You know, <laughs> I've seen more mullets in Walmart,
1: <laughs> especially
0: in Sturgis. Yeah, uh, but it was one uh, evening, and we were coming out, and actually, the Walmart in Sturgis faces the sun when it's setting, and so. Uh, The sun was just, it was a beautiful day. Everyone that came out of Walmart, uh, no matter what was going on, pushing a cart, kids running around, everyone stopped because of the sunset. Mm -hmm. And it just was a quick reminder for me being like, no matter what's going on, like creation still says something. There's something being said about yeah. creation that's divine yeah. because it knows what it's part it, to play. You know, we, we struggle with that. And I think it just stopped everyone. And it's kind of cool when that happens, that uh, what creation speaks, you know, into, but it caused a moment to rest in that and just be like, "Thank awesome. God is good, you know, in yeah. Walmart of all things. <laughs> Sabbath oh. at Walmart.
2: God's <laughs> even at Walmart. I spend wow.
0: most of my Sabbaths at Walmart. At Walmart, yeah. yeah. I like to go <laughs> smell deodorant, you know? Yeah. Figure out a new, mm, new this scent. This one smells yeah. good. Yeah. Man, I mean, it'll change your week if you change the scent of deodorant. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. to taste them just a little bit. Oh, yeah? Just a <laughs> tiny, Are they edible? <laughs> tiny. You're going to get someone to have an allergic reaction. I want to know what flavor it is. <laughs> have an allergic reaction to deodorant. What I flavor it, am I going to smell like? <laughs> I love the baby powder flavor. It's allergic to shellfish, <laughs> not Old Spice.
1: Yeah, it, it gets a little sticky in the mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the gels are easier That's to take down. Oh, those gels burn. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're resting in this conversation. This is a church <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're talking about eating. Do you? <laughs> I think we lost Courtney. She's over there dying. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, that was great. What that's, a way to conclude. You got to have, you got to laugh. The best. Yeah. That's you got to have humor. Oh. Uh, any wow. final thoughts as we wrap this up? This is the fi- no pressure, but mm-hmm. it's the final episode. Wow. It is.
1: Um, I I think the only thing that's coming to my mind right now is just gratitude towards our our listeners. Um, Truly, every single person that comes up to uh, us and says, hey, I listened to that episode. You know, this part spoke to me. Those things make us want to keep doing even if it is only nine of you <laughs> but like but like truly like almost every sunday someone will come up and talk to me about the podcast and man that makes me want to do another episode next week even yeah. like that makes me want to keep doing this um so and just, we're not gonna but, go on strike with the writers but guild. we're not doing one no next week. we don't have writers clearly <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem uh they've been striking the whole podcast <laughs> Um, but I just, man, incredible gratitude towards yeah. you, the listener. Um, and so it sounds selfish of us, but please keep doing it. <laughs> like, come tell us that you're listening and that, um, that something spoke to you cause that, that goes so far for us. So just so thankful. And also that you give us grace as your hosts, that you, you have created space for us as hosts to keep talking about vulnerable things. And, yeah, and yes. that's that's what you guys have done as listeners. So, man, just thank you.
0: Yeah, great way. Absolutely. Any final thoughts, Courtney? Mm, Are you going like to be golfing?
2: Yeah, I was going to echo the echo. <laughs> can we wrap uh, but, this up? Yeah, <laughs> can we, can <laughs> can we this get be done? It is nice <laughs> out today. Quit stalling, uh, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> Got to go have myself a Sabbath. Uh, <laughs> uh No, I thought it was a great season and just, again, the topics and the space to be able to bring things to the table and just be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about, guys. What do we think? And then, again, what Evan said, absolutely. Uh, I've had a few moments where people are like, hey, I heard on the podcast, and I kind of go, (laughs) oh. What I say? Oh, no. And it's always been encouragement Mm -hmm. and just like, I, I love that. I just love that we're able to get people thinking, and we love hearing about what you're thinking about with the podcast, too, so. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the season. It's been great. And uh, with that, let's wrap it up. May you go in grace and peace.